Welcome to the Cabin Cast, your getaway primer. Eric. Welcome back. Yes, we are back. We are back. Everybody's been asking. Everybody's We've been getting been some asking. messages. People are stopping in our shops and when's the cabin cast coming back? Yeah, it's it's uh funny that summers get a little bit busy for both of us. So <laughs> Right? We're actually we were just talking about our plans to kind of backstop and get ahead in our recordings quite a bit in this next year and so that when summer rolls around, we're not completely swamped and yes. can keep keep the content coming out. So thank you everyone for being so patient right. and polite about it. And yeah. it actually makes us really happy that everyone missed us and that we got a lot of really wonderful messages and people asking about when we were coming back and we are here. Yes, it's very good. And you know what? I've decided that I'm never going to like apologize though for time spent with family. You oh, know? for sure. Like you had some fun coaching Yes. Some little kids and T-ball this summer, right? T-ball was a great time. Oh, my gosh. As as me and the other coaches say, it is hurting cats Uh in every bit of the term. Yeah, because if everybody remembers, Eric has little kids and I have big kids. Like my oldest graduated from college last year and is on her own. I have a kid that moved to Charleston, South Carolina this year for work. So we're on the different ends of the spectrum and it's still busy. But it, I'm not hurting cats anymore. Right, right. <laughs> well, it's it's funny. This whole thing with Tom Brady is going on. Have you heard about that? No. So Tom Brady retired, then he unretired. Yeah. And then he just took off like 15 days of like the main football camp. Uh-huh. And he just had a press conference where he, someone asked him where he was. And he said, I'm 45 years old. I've got a lot of bleep going on. And that's kind of, I'm like, I know how that guy feels. <laughs> right? He's like, he's because most football players are... In there, I think the average age is like 26 or 24, and he's in his mid 40s. So he's like, Hey, I've got kids that are in high school. I've got stuff going on. And I'm still, and I'm like, Yeah, I I totally know what you mean, Tom. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I didn't know where your story was going to go because I said herding cats and then you said Tom Brady. And yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. (laughs) So, oh my goodness. So, what were some other highlights of your summer, though? Oh man, we had a great 4th of July again with family. That was really wonderful. The 4th of July parade in Eagle River is always a huge hit. We've been really busy at the store. And I think I mentioned in one of the previous podcasts, we had a fire at our manufacturing facility. So I've been kind of neck deep in the world of insurance and uh, rebuilding buildings and and then just still trying to take care of our, our team and our retail store that way. So that's been a bit of a challenge this summer. And then we have had some really wonderful times too though we got a lot of fishing in with the the guys off the the little guys off the dock so that's been a lot of fun Uh, a couple good boat rides but i've you know been working quite a few weekends so i've missed some of the fun stuff but my wife's been sending lots of pictures of everybody (laughs) out in the lake but you know when we talk about spending a time with our family when we we're both business owners and we have family businesses like our in-laws and spouses and things too and that's also a family. Oh, for sure. You know, we think of the people that work for us and our customers all as family too. So they get a lot of our attention. Yeah. Yeah. And I appreciate uh, one of the, our listeners came into roughing it and said, Hey, aren't you the podcast guy? Yeah. And I was like, I don't know if I'd call it the podcast guy with the capital T, <laughs> right? but I am a podcast guy right? Yeah, yeah. with the lowercase a probably. <laughs> but that has been fun to meet some of our yes. listeners this summer. And we appreciate people from, mm-hmm. from coming in and coming up to the Northwoods and stopping in to say hi. Yeah. And spreading 
you know, like this is a podcast you got to listen to. So we're excited for this coming season. And we already have some great interviews lined up. Yes. Some cabin owners, some chefs, some authors, a lot of really interesting people. Because that's one of the things we love about the podcast, too. All these people that we get to learn from. It's just really, really interesting. Yeah. I'm doing some traveling this year. So as we talk about doing some on location, few recordings, I'm going to be going to, I'm actually leaving for Colorado this next week, driving out there to see the store, bring a a kitchen out there, which is kind of cool. So doing the trailer life so I can maybe share some of that journey. And then got a couple really great hunting trips planned that I'll be able to share about as I have in the past. That'll be awesome. I know road trips are so fun and we talk about those a lot on on here, but a lot of times we talk about them as family road trips yes. and what to do with the kids or those things. But when you're road tripping for work or some other purpose and you're on your own or it's just grown ups, it's a whole different thing. Yes, it is. That, yeah, it's you're just kind of preparing and just grinding up the miles. <laughs> yeah. So you get to listen to a lot of other really great podcasts and music. Yeah. Too. Have you have you listened to Green Lights yet? Matthew McConaughey's book? Yes. That is unbelievably good yeah it's fab and you have to listen to the audiobook i mean you could read the regular book too but in his own voice yes. it's such a wonderful performance art really right i keep thinking of so many things all the time that he was saying on it his different stories it, it's interesting and that's when you said you were driving out there i'm like oh you're gonna stop in some little towns and yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're gonna have a hole in your <laughs> So you can never have to stop. Oh yeah, no, I I definitely stop. I just have to pull a giant trailer, which gets a little interesting, right? Especially in the mountains. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's part of it, part of the the deal. Yeah, but it'll be fun to see the team out in Colorado. It's been a little bit, so I think I was out there last spring. So I try to get out there quarterly. Uh huh. Yeah, that will be cool that you get to see them and and be out there. Hey, it's Kristen. I'm here to tell you about White Arrows Home. White Arrow's Home is a lifestyle brand that shares a warm and cozy mix of design ideas, inspirational style, and personal journeys from the backdrop of the Wisconsin Northwoods and my lakeside log cabin home. I love sharing daily inspiration for you on my blog, through social media, and in my shop. At White Arrow's Home, you can shop in person in the store, but also online from anywhere. You'll find a mix of antique, vintage, and new furniture, accessories, and gifts carefully curated to fit our brand of classy cabin and cottage decor, campy style, and always a heavy sprinkling of plaids. New products come in the shop daily with decor that will let you bring Northwoods living into your own home and style spaces that are inviting, beautiful, and make family and friends want to linger longer. Yeah, we had some different things that my kids enjoyed this summer that they hadn't really done before. Um, And I've heard other people are really into it, too. So they started playing disc golf. Oh, yeah. I see people enjoying that. I've done it once. Like they have a backpack full of different discs. Yeah. Like it's a thing that I don't really totally understand yet. But they have loved it and they take it with them when they go somewhere and they find a, a course some. Where else in yeah. another town and to play. And the Northwoods has some fantastic disc golf courses up here. Yeah. And I was talking to one of our listeners who we interviewed on Cabins Across the Country, Gina from Smoky Mountain. And she said when they came to visit Wisconsin, they brought their disc golf stuff all the way from Tennessee. Oh, cool. So, yeah, that was a really fun thing this summer to start to learn more about and figure, see how popular it is. Yeah, where the fun. kids play soccer in Eagle River. 
at um, one of the parks there has a disc golf course. I know Bradley, Bradley Park, I think, yeah. has it in town. And then there's some tucked away in the woods back there. So it's a lot of fun. It looks like fun to play. It's interesting. Every once in a while, for whatever reason, the reels will come up of people doing crazy disc golf shots or throws or whatever they call it on on Instagram reels, which is interesting to see people get hole in ones where they just right. whip this thing farther than you'd ever see. They're kind of like weighted Frisbees. Yeah. They look like flying saucers, a lot of them, and they're different sizes and weights. So instead of like golf clubs where you have your driver and your seven iron, each one is a different distance and can they can do different spins with them and tricks to kind of get them to perform and then the disc will land in a basket it hits like this metal basket with chains that drape down to kind of catch the disc and that's your the whole soon they call it a cage or something like that yeah, i'll so, just ask them but yeah we should start a podcast called disc golf podcast by people that have barely played right <laughs> just we're the experts yeah <laughs> we're talking with it because now that you're a podcaster with a capital t yeah then you have to just know everything. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you the have to podcaster. just be the podcaster. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, and they got a game um, in the backyard that they have played nonstop. So a lot of people may already have this. It was new to us. My mom gave it to one of my boys for his birthday this summer. Crossnet. Do you have Crossnet? Is that? No, I don't. Is the that, volleyball where it, it's you, four. It's almost like four square, but with volleyball. Oh, cool. No. And the kids can so easily set it up. They move it when the lawn needs to get mowed, put it back up. And it has been so fun. We'll put a link into the uh, show notes for some of these things that we're talking about that are just really fun activities to do. And, you know, as it gets colder and we're not going to be in the lake, these are activities they can keep doing to spend time outside. So it's really cool. Absolutely. And, oh, that does remind me that there is a new game the kids found. Have you heard of Gaga Ball? Yeah. Okay. So I didn't know about that at all. I think they have it as like the schools, but I think there's, it's called Panda Ball too, maybe or something like that. Oh, too. okay. So it's, it's looks like a corral, like a <laughs> little corral for like, like lassoing cattle. <laughs> and, and, uh, they have one that they just built the Rotary and Eagle River built one at the park that we play soccer at. So it's this corral. It might even be an octagon. And it's an Israeli dodgeball game. Where you're supposed to just take a ball and then flick it at people's legs, and you're trying to hit people with the sh- in the shins, basically yeah. with the legs. So that was a new one that the kids were showing me. That is fun. They yeah. do it at at school. I know in the elementary school, but God, dodgeball. We played that every single day of sixth grade gym class. Except, dodgeball. Yeah, except for the week we were required to learn the Cotton Eye Joe. Oh, Growing sure. up in Texas, we had to learn the Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> Do you know that song? Yeah. The little dance? Yeah. Yeah. So, but the rest of the time we played dodge, like the kind back when I was growing up and I don't know, you're too, maybe too young, but the balls that hurt. Oh yeah. Volleyballs they give you or bowling balls. (laughs) Yeah. It was like, oh, that hurt They switched. That switched when I was in high school. We started with volleyballs and every time someone with glasses would get broken or they'd, you know, someone would be crying (laughs) Yeah, and then they switched to gator balls. You know, those, they're a lot softer kind of foam balls with, it's like a gator skin kind of on the outside it just does not hurt it doesn't carry quite the same impact so <laughs> it, it made it a lot less yeah you don't have rawlings or some <laughs> volleyball logo Champion. tattooed into your forehead <laughs> oh my goodness so yeah gaga ball i guess it's just your little ankles that you have to worry about are your shins but yeah that's fun lots of fun ways to just spend time off technology outside yes and interacting with other people connecting yeah. with other people. So that's all fun. Yeah. We'll yeah. put links. So that's good. Anything else this summer? Oh, I've been in a complete 
battle with hornets and bees at my house. Oh. It's just been a complete infestation. One of the mornings, I actually got a phone call where I think it was my day off on a Tuesday or even at the in the evening. I think it was that night we're putting the kids to bed. I got a phone call where something was going on that I was an important phone call. I was I forget what the news was. And I walked downstairs out of my deck. I was trying to be quiet. And all of a sudden I felt something slap me in the head and sting me. Right, it, I just got oh a really gosh. bad wasping in the, in the back of my head. So what I, hit you? The, the wasp? It, yeah, the hit so hard. It felt like someone shooting you with a Nerf dart, but then the dart had a needle on the back side oh of it. Oh my gosh. So this, I get stung and I was furious. So I'm on the phone trying to keep my cool and get stung. And then... I run inside, get my wasp spray. I look up on the kind of corner of my deck and there's a hornet's nest up there where there's hornets crawling around. So I'm like, oh, I got you now. So I spray them and I'm feeling good. I start backing up and I get stung twice in the back of my arm. <gasps> whap, whap again. And I turn around and there's a volleyball size wasp nest. Oh my gosh. Tucked underneath, right at my kid's eye level, right underneath my deck railing on the backside of my house that they must have been building. I think we were gone the weekend before. So it must have been being built the whole time we were gone. And I just went off. I took that, <laughs> I sprayed that thing like crazy. Thank goodness your kids weren't the ones I, exactly. that got Exactly. Yeah. Magnus would have, it would have been right at his eye level. So, and they don't play really on that side. They play in the front yard. So yeah. they were fortunate. And then. We were getting, I think we got a generator put in at our house and the guy was like, Hey, you better be careful. There's a volleyball sized wasp nest right by your propane tank. Wow. And then last night down by the lake, my, one of my guys was down there and he looked up in our, where we keep our paddles and things. And there was a basketball sized wasp. So I don't know where all the wasps showed up this right? is, in two years. This is the first time we've had infestations everywhere, but I've just, that is crazy. Yeah. So that's been a little bit fun. Too. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm glad you're OK and not allergic or anything like serious, too, because yeah. that could be bad. Yeah, I've had some run ins with wasps in my life. So my dad ran over a ground wasp nest once when I was four years old on a moor oh my gosh. and we got stung 50, 60 times each. So oh, that's I'm, I'm very lucky. Yeah. That I, and sometimes that'll create a allergy. But if anyone has any tips to keep wasps away, I'm, right. I'm definitely doing some research next year. I'm going to try and get out ahead of it and. Yeah, I would love to hear because we haven't had an issue either, but maybe it's going to make its way from Eagle River over to Monaco and I'm going to need to deal with it. Yeah, I don't know. I've just never seen it quite like that before. Yeah. Knock on wood. We have no, I have no animal encounter stories from the whole summer. I mean, I've seen fox. I've seen things, but no like bears in my truck. Sure. Like you had oh, yeah, last bears year. In my truck. And yeah. The kids no just chased off a baby that. bear. And then there's squirrels that are eating my porch again. So oh, gosh. It's, I think I told that story on a previous episode where a porcupine was eating my porch. When yeah, we first. had that. So now squirrels are chewing on oh, no. my front porch. So working on that as well. <laughs> yeah. We just have puppies that are still chewing on things. Oh yeah. Not How are bad. the puppies doing? They're so good. good. That's our, one of our favorite things is that Brian and I get up in the morning and start the day with walking the puppies and it's just been it's almost life-changing to start your day like with a great walk through the woods you know yes what they say get the sunlight you know get moving and then the dogs get walked at the same time so it's great yeah they're awesome the cabin cast is brought to you by roughing it in style on the cabin cast we talk a lot about making memories But what makes a home or getaway more likely to create those cherished times? The Interiors team at Roughing It in Style is here to help you find that perfect memory-making balance in your home. The balance between gathering and privacy. 
form and function, relaxation and entertaining. We have two showrooms stocked with furniture, decor, and lighting. Our up north store is in Harshaw, Wisconsin, 10 miles south of Minocqua, and our out west store sits on the doorstep of the Rockies in Fort Collins, Colorado. Find out more and plan your visit today at roughingitinstyle.com. All right. Well, one of our favorite things we like to share with everyone is cabins in the news. And this one, this article caught my eye because I hadn't heard of this gentleman. Um, the The title of this article is Swedish Cabins, The Legacy of Henry Steiner and Vogelbo. I don't know, Fagelbo is how it's pronounced. <laughs> Swedish cabins highlighted in virtual capital exhibit. So this is in Oregon. So this is a short article from the Salem Reporter. We'll link to it in the show notes. For about 15 days beginning on August 15th, slog cabins will be all the rage at Nordic Northwest, a nonprofit organization with focus on five Nordic nations. Swedish cabins, legacy of Henry Steiner and Fagelbo, a virtual exhibit will Debut on the Oregon State Capitol website thanks to a sponsorship award from Capitol History Gateway Program. For most Americans, the log cabins represent the American frontier, a statement on the event read. A log cabin can also tell the story of Swedish immigration and innovation in the United States and the Pacific Northwest. The story of Swedish log cabins lives on through the legacy of craftsman Henry Steiner. Steiner and his family built about a hundred log cabins in the 1920s and stretching into the 1950s. So this is just kind of cool. I'm like, Oh, that's interesting. You can visit the website. We can link to that. But what really started this was a different article that just came out. This is from the Oregonian from the, and it's bendbulletin.com. Again, we'll link to it. Restoring one of a kind Steiner log cabins on Mount hood takes time, talent and hand tools. So I'm going to read this article and what really caught my, there's tons of articles out there, short blogs and things that are kind of written in a very, not blase, but kind of generic blog tone where they're just getting the information out to people. It's filler. You know, they might write the headline really well, but this article, I just love the descriptives that this author used. And this author is Janet Eastman from the Oregonian depression era log cabins handmade by the legendary Steiner family in Mount hood are so prized that some Original owners have passed them on to the next generation as they would other heirlooms. The durable homes made almost entirely of hand-cut wood shaped for function and flair and nestled among rhododendrons with and ferns were designed and built by Henry Steiner with help by his wife Molly and 11 of their children. The frugal Steiners had little money and no electricity but plenty of resourcefulness. Douglas fir logs manually cut with crosscut saw will ho- were hoisted into place with cranks and pulley systems. Stones found on the land or in rivers surrounded the fireplaces, and bent wood handrails outlined stairs to the bedrooms. As sturdy as the storybook structures were constructed over the decades, snow has pounded the pitched roofs, moisture has destroyed unprotected log siding, and cosmetic changes like vinyl counters and veneer paneling have left some of the hundred documented Steiner cabins almost unrecognizable. Others, boarded up and marketed for sale as teardowns, have been rescued by people who appreciate the beauty of the craftsmanship. Warmth of the old-growth wood and the old-world techniques Henry Steiner who immigrated from Bavaria, used to shape natural materials to make everything fit together. I did exactly as Henry would. 
Like anything handmade, however, proper restoration takes time, talent, and tools. I couldn't just go to Home Depot and order two dozen handmade Steiner half logs to replace sections of walls that had completely rotted away, said Ian McCluskey, who spent two years restoring a 1930 Steiner cabin from the foundation to the stone chimney. So I did it exactly as Henry would. McCluskey started by peeling bark off logs and branches using a vintage draw knife to give it a slightly scalloped look and texture, he explained. When it was time to finish with the unpainted wood, McCluskey mixed several gel oil stains to match the aged amber hue of the cabin's logs. He also hunted for spar varnish and shellac that would have been available to Steiner. Each cabin he built shares his common style, but each piece of cabin is a one of a kind. Henry Steiner, a self-taught designer and builder, worked in government camp Welch's, Brightwood, and this is a tough one, Rodendron from 1927 to 1954. He died in 1953. So just a super cool story of a craftsman who just showed up in an area and built a hundred log cabins and kind of, I mean, he's really changing the face of an entire area to the point where it's, you know, like a really great style that people can I mean, not collect, but share this really rich history. Well, so many people saw the value in helping restore them. That's amazing, too. Yeah. And just noticing it before they all disappeared, because usually the articles we read is like last oldest cabin in Oregon found inside of another home. And this, right. if they're still tracking hundreds of these things, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah. And in that first article that you read, I love how it does talk about how cabins tell the story. Yeah, and I'll have to share a picture of this. You can stay at one of these historic Steiner log cabins on Mount Hood on an Airbnb. Mm-hmm. And it is, I mean, this looks like a White Arrows home <laughs> special. I love it. Yeah. yeah, those will be great ones to share in yeah, our socials. Pretty cool. So yeah. we'll, we'll share some pictures of that that cabin too as, as we go through. So Great finds. Yeah. And then we also love to share music with everybody. So um, I've been picking up a bunch of songs over the summer and enjoying a, a whole bunch of them. And so we're just going to share this quick. This quick one is one I've been enjoying. It just came out. It's the Tedeschi Trucks Band is an American blues and blues rock group based in Jacksonville, Florida. Formed in 2010, the band is led by married couple Suzanne Tedeschi and Derek Trucks. This song is... Su- Soul Sweet Song from the new album I Am the Moon Farewell. interesting that sounds like a mix of different eras of music like old meets new 
That's cool. Yeah, I love when an artist takes vibes and styles from different decades and yeah. then brings either the the rhythm up or brings in different instruments or just a different cadence. Yeah. Um that's a little more modern and blends the two. So it's it's like reminiscent. Like you feel like it's a song that you heard riding around in your dad's pickup truck back in the day, but it's a new song from a brand new album. Right. Like if I just heard it on the radio or you hadn't introduced it, I would have been like, where did I hear this from? Yeah. But then I'm like, but it sounds new. Yeah, exactly. It's like seeing somebody that you think you've met before, but it might just have, you know, certain features that are reminiscent of that other person. And then you're just like, what? Haven't we known each other before? Do we know? And then, uh-huh. no, we've never met. But yeah. it's pretty cool when it's a song. I loved way. it. That's so. great. I'm going to have to look into more of their music. Yeah. Well, it's going to be a super fun year. We're really excited to dive back into things. We're going to get as many episodes out as we can um, and get things recorded and set up. So hopefully we have a little bit less breaks in the next calendar year. But either way, thank you, everyone, for sticking with us. And hopefully you're excited when you see our logo pop up in your podcast feed. And we'll, we'll share this and keep things rolling. Yep. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Cabin Cast. You can find details and more information in the show notes on our website at www.thecabincast.com. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen so you won't miss a single episode. Follow us on your favorite social media channels. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the Cabin Cast. We'd also love to hear from you. We want to hear your getaway and cabin stories. For a chance to have your story featured on an upcoming episode, email us at getaway at the Until next week, enjoy the journey.